Because we had our 50th episode pretty recently. We did, so. yes. I promoted um, it on Instagram. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, today we are bringing back one of our guests from our previous episodes. This Olia. Hi. Hey. <laughs> this uh, is yeah. what? This is going to be our last episode in the series? Yes, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, our last episode on history in Russia. Yes. And so. Russia versus U.S. and all that jazz. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we are thinking of doing kind of like a history educational type thing for um, our listeners because most of our listeners are American. Um, I'm sure there's some listeners who know more about Russia than like me and Shivani do, but me and Shivani don't know too much. So we're just going to have Olvia kind of give us the background information that she knows, right? Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, we're going to talk about like the dynasties and the Russia and like start back from like the beginning ish. And yeah, what do you know about that? Um, okay. So I think um, the main thing I'll, I'll start with is like why Russia is like so big, because this is kind of like where we're starting um, in the history. Um, there were like several, I don't know, peoples and, you know, you you wanted to like be as far away from your enemies like enemy like rivals or something um as possible and so we started like where you would say like modern europe is and people of i guess future russia um would um walk you know far east and the thing about that is like the continent there's not a lot of like natural barriers, I guess. So they just kept walking and walking and walking. And, um, you know, at, at some point they even reached like Alaska. And so this is, I guess, I think that's why the like Russia is so big. And so um, then we starting with like uh, and the older dynasty, uh, which in Russian is called Ryurikovichi. And um, they ruled for pre- for like a while. Um, they were known as uh, cruel, um, but I think the overall like monarchy period um, in Russia was not known as like um, kind period of you know peace and quiet. A lot of assassin- um, a lot of I don't want to say genocide because. Um, can you, if you know like a better word, you know, lots of um, punishments, like public punishments. Yeah. Um, so the first dynasty ended with um, one of the most evil figures um, in Russian um, history. Um, his name was, um, you call them uh, Ivan, uh, but we call him Ivan. Um, Ivan the Great or... Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The terrible. Cause it's- yeah. Yeah. So you're right. I I'm smart. Yep. Go ahead. He didn't. Um. Well, he did have children, but he killed all, the, um, all of the sons. Uh, uh. Not all. But like the thing is, uh, 
he did not have a hair. Is that a, like a word? Yeah, you're right. Um, so they needed to assign um, a new one. So, and they came out with um, Romanovs, I guess. And the first one was Mikhail. I, I don't I don't know how you guys pronounce it, but um, the thing is, Russia at that point was like a whole mess. We had lots of like economic problems. We were like very far behind um, in many spheres. So the task of being like a Russian czar was incredibly difficult, and um, that's why I, I don't know. Um, that's why they were like so stressed. Um, there were like lots of czars, obviously, but I think the the first one that is well known is Peter the Great, who um, I like him a lot. He he's like con- a little controversial because um, there's like lots of theories about him too, um, like conspiracy theories, which I know a few if you like want to like go into that yeah. later, but <laughs> he. Um, he did, uh, some might, might argue that he did the most for the country. My, my favorite thing is that he made, um, like the tax is like tax was 30%. He made, um, I guess, pastors um, and wealthy people cut off their beards. There was like a beard tax. Um, he founded St. Petersburg, which is... Um, one of the greatest cities in Russia today, my personal favorite. And then when he died, there was like lots of things because his wife be- became like the ruler of Russia. Um, and uh, one one lady that came to power uh, through all of this, um, there was like a whole mess with like a few women. Um, and her name was, uh, Catherine the Great um, and she was greatly she was not Russian she was from Germany originally but she was great greatly like inspired by Peter the Great um, they both are known as um, sometimes cruel rulers um, but that's that's this seems to be a trend throughout the whole like monarchy history like monarchy period of Russia that um, the like the greatest rulers tended to like kill the most amount of people. Um, yeah, and I think uh, through my, okay, my personal Romanov um, is her son because he's just um, a, a little marshmallow, a little bit, uh, I don't I don't know. He's, um, his name was Pavel and um I don't know, he's just like the complete opposite of his mother. And um, I don't know, it speaks to me like on a personal level. He was not a good ruler at all. Um, After like them, there were a couple. uh, Important thing to know that throughout all of this, a period of time, we like having served them, which is kind of like, it's, I don't want to call it slavery, um, I don't know if you have like a definition. Isn't you wanna... isn't like isn't that the like hierarchy thing that we were talking? Isn't that what the serfs are like? The hierarchy the serfs? they're just like on the bottom rank. I feel like the laborers for like the wealthier. 
class, I guess, like agricultural, agricultural, laborals, lab, lab, labors. Oh my gosh, I cannot pronounce anything. Does that make any sense? I looked it up earlier because I was curious, but I don't know if that's the correct definition. It's, um, I guess, uh, how I always, it's like you are basically, um, that's a feudal form of capitalism. That's what they called it in my, um, in one of my classes. And I remembered that, um, it's basically that you're, you owned by your, uh, what do you call them? Master. I don't say master, your owner. Oh, like, okay. Oh. Um, you like property and stuff though? Can you hear me? kind where like you stay with them and like, you have to give them the stuff that you get, but you get like a bed and food and stuff. Oh, she's frozen. Hi, Olia. Hey, um, okay. So um, kind of like where I um, ended was um, we were trying to like define they serve them. And uh, I guess that's when you basically um, sell your labor uh to your owner um but in like a more cruel way um meaning that your whole life is basically owned by this person and so you have to like keep in mind that like that's like what um we were having throughout the history of like um empire imperial rule um is that how you say i'm not sure uh (laughs) but the I think who ended well officially ended uh, serfdom was um, Alexander the second, and I think um, so. When I say like officially, like formally ended, meaning that you could like pay your owner and be free, but at the same time, um, the that was like a big amount of money that you didn't have or in. There's like a whole thing. So basically serfdom still existed just like um, it did previously. Um, and then the last czar of Russia and people were getting like, you know, angry because as uh, you know, there was a spread of, um, how, how do you say it? You know, printed books and overall like uh, press. Um, and people, there was like, awareness um lots of like revolutionary um attitudes were like growing and rising um in russia so um we're getting to the point of like i i'm i'm not entirely sure what the war was (laughs) i was gonna ask um maybe if you know but basically there was at the same time uh, there was war that was not handled very well by Nicholas II. And so that added to the fire. And basically um, they were overthrown. The whole family was killed by their revolutionaries. If you want like more details, I think there's a Netflix TV series called The The Last Tsar or something, um, which will give you like a more detailed idea um yeah and uh, after um after that of course we we tried to establish some sort of like socialist state um i would argue that was not really communism 
Um, it was uh, very authoritarian to be communist. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I think the first ruler was uh, Lenin. Then, of course, we had Stalin, mm-hmm. um, World War II, um, uh, this whole thing. Um, we had a few successful ruler- rulers. I don't want to say successful, but like they were not that, as bad as, you know, Stalin was. Um, from like humanitarian point of view. <laughs> um, but I think um, the last leader of the Soviet Union was Gorbachev and he had um, very, you know, liberal ideas. When I say liberal, he was like open, like he had this openness policy. Um, It was overall like um, liberal in the sense of like maybe economic um, and like social liberalism. So, and I think um, um, many, uh, uh, how do I say this? Um, Many critics uh, think that it was his liberal reforms that made Soviet Union collapse um, for several reasons. I'm not gonna go like into details, Um, but basically what he did is um, the whole country was uh, based and built on this like the party, this whole party. And what he did, he kind of like ruined the foundation and like the uh, founding um, principles, not ruined, but like he changed them and it made the whole thing collapse. I think, I personally think, or like to think that the race uh, with United States and like this competition added to the fire and you know, it's, it's started to crumble. Yeah. Well, it's like, also, yeah. a lot of the Russians no longer wanted to be part of this. So like, it's hard to control people who don't want to be part of the Soviet Union. Like, it's hard for them to keep the power. Um. Yes. And so then we had uh, Khrushchev. Not, not, no, 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 scratch that, not Khrushchev. Oh my God, hold on. Um, we only, okay, we had, we only had three presidents. Mm-hmm. One was, okay, some guy uh, who was actually really go- good. Um, please Google that later. <laughs> um, I, I have his uh, name on the, t- um, on the tip of my tongue. I just cannot remember it for some reason right now. He was actually good, but because Russia was um, so destroyed in m- more ways than one, um, he was getting like um, lots of criticism uh, because of that. He developed um, many like disorders and he was, um, he got into like alcohol and when he was like having his like dark moments, um, one guy was um, getting closer and closer to him. Um, and uh, that guy was uh, Vladimir Putin. And so he was, um, when it was the first president's time to resign, he appointed Vladimir Putin 
Um, and so that that's how I think Putin got to power. Um, he ruled for two terms, uh, then legally he could not be reelected for the next one. So his prime minister was uh, um, reelected, um, if you can say so, as um, as a president while Vladimir Putin was the prime minister. And now we changed, um, we just ha recently had a referendum where, of course, as a whole population of Russia agreed to Basically, uh, he all of his previous terms did not count, and he can start from scratch again. So he can be he can get reelected until twenty thirty six. So it's it's a it's it's a little sad that I'll only have one president, <laughs> officially two, but you know we all understand that it's like one president um, till I'll probably be like. 40 years old in my lifetime and um my my favorite um picture um on the whole internet is you know how like the the pope of catholic church is getting like elected or like appointed for the lifetime mm -hmm. and vladimir putin i think met uh three of them already so that kind of like you know tells you um what the political situation right now um with elections um, in Russia. So that's kind of like where we are right now. Why do you think people like choose to give him all this power? Because you guys technically have a vote. I mean, obviously it's like still a little skewed, um, but like there's gotta be people who actually like him if he continues to get positions of power. Um, I think, yes, uh, this is actually a very good question. Um, question like I ask myself a lot too like why is he still like there's so many like movements against him uh the first reason is exactly what you said some people do like him and it tends to be like older generations because 90s um so Soviet Union collapsed in 1991 so the 90s for Russia was a very difficult time so people who lived through that and saw all of like the horrors um, and then Vladimir Putin came to power and he kind um, they uh, they think that he fixed the whole thing and now Russia is flourishing so he does have is it's not like everyone hates him like in Russia he does have supporters and they tend to be um, older generations and I honestly do not blame th them that like they're entitled to their opinion but I was born when he was already president in what I'm seeing right now. And that's a lot of people like younger people um, seeing um, is a lot of corruption and just, I'm not gonna go like into detail, but we're not like happy with the regime um, that it is here. Like it's not a democracy. It's like a joke, not a democracy. So um, yeah, yeah. And another thing, is um, uh, movements against our current administrations get um, a lot of oppression from the government. I don't wanna sound like too controversial, but I personally like with my own eyes went to protests and saw how like people my age, like um, 
were getting like beaten up and thrown into cars and taken away. Um, I was told in my high school that if any of us are seen at a protest, we will be expelled with like uh, written like in our records, like uh, all the things that we did. So not like other school would want us. Um, my parents, like they, they know how like I feel about my administration and they like ask me like, please do not go there. We want like an, an actual future for you because they do have a power like to ruin your life. So many people are scared to go. It's, that's, that's why I like um, protests in the United States because um, it felt free, it felt like democracy. It, it feels like authoritarian country here. So that's, that's kind of like my answer. <laughs> It's hard to get anything done when you are afraid for your life when you protest. Exactly, yes. Yeah. I, um, going backwards to the, um, when the czars got out of power, I remember doing, like, this was all the way back in high school, so it might not be accurate, but uh, one of our professors for um, international relations taught us that, like, that the guy was like forced, I don't know if it was Nicholas the first or Nicholas the second, but he was forced out of power by the revolutionists. Like they like forced him to resign. And he had like, either he was the kid or he had a kid who don't remember much, obviously, who was like way too young to rule. So that's why like, that's part of the reason why they like completely like fell. And then like you said, basically all of them were killed, so. Yeah, um, I honestly, I do not, um, how do I say, condone any violence. So I think at that point, um, the last czar, Nicholas II, was already, like, he resigned. Mm -hmm. um, But for some reason, um, oh, there was, of course, like a civil war. So there were, like, loyalists who fought for the czars to stay in power and, like, the Red Army. And um, the Red Army was, like, afraid that if um, white, it was, like, white and red. Um, so, like, if the um, loyalists win, they're going to, like, appoint the, the monarchs back. So they kind of thought that the only solution would be is, like, killing the whole family. Okay. Um, there's a theory that one of the kids um, survived. And that was um, Anastasia, and um, it is uh, it is uh, also like a Disney cartoon, not a very popular one, obviously, but it, it is a theory. Of course, if like if she had survived, she didn't really do much with her living. Like she didn't like change Russia or anything, so she probably yes. survived. Cause I feel like she would have tried to, but I don't know. Anastasia is so interesting to watch, though, because, like, it's, like, there's a lot of history about why the czars are bad and why revolution is good and yada yada, but Anastasia talks, like, about the czars, the czars being, like, good and, like, about it being her family and, like, there's a bunch of, like, the rhetoric is, like, super anti-revolution, which is super interesting to me. I don't know. Yeah, I, there's, like, several narratives. I personally... Um, I don't know, some of the methods that, of course, like, the, this whole, like, even, I'm 
like on the left side of the spectrum on like economic one obviously but um there's still like an, this narrative um that i don't like the like the revolution is good um the czars were so cruel and bad they did not have a choice they were born into this system even if they didn't want to rule they had to and it's like it's it's a it's a bad thing when you like have to rule and like take on all of these problems of Russia and you just do not simply know how to fix them and people like getting angry at you. I'm not sure. There are like two sides of on every story, so have to keep that in mind. Related to that, like, do you? I'm, I probably should know this, but like, do you have any like national like holidays or like days where you like? commemorate like things that happened in history like the czars or maybe um Yvonne the great or or like maybe something that shows how terrible Yvonne the terrible was <laughs> or like um do you have like days like that where you just like um remember collectively like remember history um yes we we do have a yeah I think I think um what we're doing right now in Russia is there's um more and more holidays and it's um i think it's to raise you know the feeling of patriotism i guess the biggest like um national holiday is the victory day um which is not like really but it's uh the um it's may 8th 9th had to like remember how you say numbers in english Mm-hmm. um and that's when we won a world war ii um we do remember two revolutions the uh october december one i don't think it's a holiday though because it was so um just uh n- nothing to celebrate <laughs> honestly uh, lots of deaths um um what else do we have we also have one um this is kind of off top but one important one <laughs> a funny holiday that we have is independence day which um we never gain independence from anyone that's a thing so that's <laughs> we recently celebrated that and everyone always asks like who are we getting like who did we get independence from so we don't i don't have a good answer for you um what day are you celebrating on? Um, it's something random. It's like June 12th, <laughs> probably. Uh, we also have like a, you know, day of Russian flag. <laughs> um, and there's lots of, lots of like, um, some would say that lots of holidays and days off to um, take uh, people's minds off the like, stuff that really matters and and is going on right now but you know um so quick question you said you have a day celebrating the october revolution and a day celebrating the december revolution and i really had no idea there were two different revolutions what's like the difference between what happened in the two that's um, that's actually uh, an, a really good question. Um, I think you also need to know that like we changed how we count days okay. at some point at the time. So the October Revolution in our time happened like in November, 
I think December happened in January. And uh, I don't have a good answer for you. That's the whole thing. That's fair. I like to, I would love to tell you. Um, however, I'm at this point, I'm too confused. Um, I just, um, what I can tell you, the process uh, of uh, this overthrowing government is a long, <laughs> long, complicated and messy. So there were two revolutions. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't know about that either. Uh, yeah, is there, are there different calendars for Russia? Like, I'm just curious, like, are there, like, when they, when they change the dates, was they, were they on a different, like, calendar? Yeah, because maybe that has to do with, actually, I'm not sure, because um, I was going <laughs> to, I was gonna assume that because um, like monarchy times were very religious and once their revolutionaries came to power, they were like extremely atheist. So, you know, lots of churches were burned. They tried to destroy everything um, that has to do with um, Orthodox or like um, mainly Orthodox religion. And that's uh, one of the reasons why uh, you added under God to your um, pledge of allegiance because like the, the communists were so like anti-God that Americans were a little like scared of that. So um, back to your <laughs> question, um, one of the ways how you like start counting your days is from the birth of Christ. So that may be the reason. <laughs> However, that's a complete guess. And I'm not entirely sure. Sure. Um, I was looking through my notes. This is going back a few seconds. Um, but the difference yes. between the revolutions. October was when women took power. December was when they killed Nicholas. And the there you go. That, that makes so much sense now. Yeah. But that's so interesting. I didn't realize that we didn't have under God before then. Yeah, that makes sense. It is. Like, yeah. we do, we did so many things to just, like, avoid. Like, there's the whole Red Scare where they had, like, the what blacklist. Isn't that what it was called? I think it's the blacklist where they had, like, people who might be communists. Where they just, like, would oh, yeah. break into, like, their houses and just kill them. Or, like... When we were pissed off at France a long time ago, we like discontinued the name French fries, which we might have talked about on the podcast already. And we called them Freedom Fries. Ew. <laughs> and like, yeah, so it was, or, like, we have like the propaganda like on the TV shows where they like, Mickey is dressed up in like his Uncle Sam outfit. I just think it's really funny how like skewed it is. I don't know. Yeah. The whole propaganda, like, you think Russia is doing it the most. The <laughs> propaganda in the US was crazy to me. The thing that I, as I, as a Russian citizen, had to stand and say the Pledge of Allegiance to the American flag was... Did you? They didn't make me because my, um, for my whole year, my first class was a Mr. Robinson's class. And he did not do the Pledge of Allegiance, and he discouraged everyone from doing it. 
so I didn't have to. Some days I would just to you know piss him off, but you know <laughs> it's um it's weird because I think it was if I was in some of you know math class where everyone would like stand up and do that, I'll kind of be like pressured to do it too. <laughs> it's good that I had like U.S. history in the first. Oh, you said math because that's literally that's how our teachers were. Like all of our teachers were liberal except for our math teachers. Some I, okay, no shade, but like some science teachers, I would say too. But overall, the school was, um, I think, a liberal ish. Yeah, yeah. there were a lot of there were conservatives, but the conservatives didn't talk. Oh, because they would get shot down because they would get attacked. Yeah, they would definitely. They yeah. I, yeah, I would be a, I would be scared to be a liberal at our school. I'm not liberal, conservative. Oh my gosh, liberal. Yeah. <laughs> Was conservative, but yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Were you um, there for the year that people knelt during the um, national anthem? You did what? They were kneeling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was gaining like momentum when I was there. Um, uh, I remember that I did. I wasn't there. I was like doing college visits. But um, I remember I saw pictures of a choir doing that um, during uh, homecoming week. And I thought it was like so cool that people did that. And I think some of the teachers did that too. Um, There was recently like, you know, there's a Euro, which is like a world series for soccer right now. I'm not sure like European, it doesn't matter. Uh, But um, some, I think the team that we played against Danish team were asked, um, they asked my team, like Russian team, to kneel with them um, to protest re- racism. However, we refused. So it looked so stupid when um, a team of, um, I- I'm not really actually sure, but was some like European state, they were kneeling and protesting r- racism. And my team was standing and looking like fools. But you know, it's you know, day choice, I guess. Yeah. I don't want to get too political here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, um, did we we talked about racism on the earlier episodes with Olia, right? Uh, yeah, I'm sure we did. Okay. I think we touched a little bit on it. And okay. Just like, yeah, a little bit. Um, we are pretty much out of time though. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk? I could have talked about Middle East stuff, but I'm totally fine not doing so. <laughs> so. Either of you have any questions, I got some research on Middle East, like Russia, US conflicts, but otherwise I could just hold off. I think that would take a while. So we, why don't we leave it up to our audience and ask them if they want to hear about that? Because like, I'm sure there'd be people interested and we can make a whole episode on it too. I don't know too much about the Middle East, so I only know what Miranda has in her notes. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's really interesting. But um, yeah, do you have any closing words, Olia? Olia, did you have any things you want to talk about before we log off? Um, no, I guess everything <laughs> is covered, yeah. Yeah, we covered a lot. You covered a lot. Thank you so yeah. much. That, was, that like, was really, like, it's good to know about. Yeah. I feel like because, maybe it's just me because I'm a history nerd, but I feel like it's important for us to know what Russian history looks like because because like Russia is demonized so heavily by like our government to actually mm-hmm. know what it looks like and know the background information and know how much things have changed. Like, I feel like nothing's really 
you guys don't have like consistency. I mean, we don't really have consistency either, like at all, because we have different presidents. But we have, have like democracy throughout. But like, there's like very mm-hmm. different. I don't know. So I thought it was important to hear about. Yeah. Oh, I want to say one thing. Um, to um, I guess there's like not so, not a lot of uh, red scare or something like people. I just want to say the like uh kids in Russia. We just like as kids in America, we don't like our administration either. We do not, we we do support like LGBT rights. We are like against racism. And the youth in Russia tends to be extremely liberal in we trying to, you know, change our country. It's just not ready yet. So, um, we know, you know, we just like you're in America. Um, so. Do you think it's going to change in your generation? Like, do you think you guys are actually going to like, change things um i do have hope you know uh but i i don't i don't think it's gonna happen in our generation because you know the corruption like when you start to study it is just like so deeply rooted into the system you have to have like change the whole entire system in order to you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um eliminate the issue so hang in there (laughs) yeah (laughs) um thank you so much for joining us for uh this third episode we learned so much from you and the third and final episode um we really enjoyed having you here and we um hope to stay in touch too yeah Yeah. maybe in like the far out future we can do like a little catching up in russia oh yes that'd be cute cute. it'd be be awesome but thank you so much thank you so much you guys for inviting me that was so much fun yeah all right so i'm gonna do my little ending bit Mm -hmm. um to all our listeners if you have any questions comments or feedback you can let us know by email us emailing us at Mm -hmm. barbaranormalpodcast2020 at gmail.com we also have an instagram at barbaranormalpodcast there's also a survey in the instagram you can fill that out and let us know any of your thoughts um like and subscribe on youtube leave us comments um also leave us comments on instagram we love it love talking to you guys um <laughs> we have a little Patreon page if you guys want to. She usually does that, so I'll I wasn't do it, but sure what she was talking about. Yeah, we have a little Patreon, so if you guys want to like help us, you know, give you guys better quality content and also hear more from us, like mm-hmm. yeah, maybe consider. We also no have pressure. some merch in our Patreon, so if you donate like five dollars, you can get a sticker. If you donate ten dollars, you can get a bag, and the bags are super cute. If you do get a bag, tag us on Instagram. Um, at Far From Normal. Is it just Far From Normal? Normal, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Tag us on Instagram. Um, Something else I was going to say. Oh, there are two other episodes, obviously, with Olia mm-hmm. on all the streaming platforms. So be sure to check those out because they all are on very different content Um, because there's so much that we can talk about be- about the differences. Um, Did you tell them to like and subscribe yet? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll see you in the next episode, or you'll hear from us. Love you guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.